Welcome back to Pass the Salt, Casual Conversation Podcast, hosting Buffalo, New York. Max Cambria, John Peroni. What's up, what's up? I like the little intro. Is that different? Did you prepare that? Uh, yeah, let's do quickly podcasting tips for those who are starting a podcast. One of the big tips out there that I see reoccurring is every episode to uh, intro, give a, like a tagline for what your show's about. And Casual ours, Conversation Podcast. Ours is about everything, so we're shooting the shit, mm-hmm. you know? We could be narcissistic and say it's about everything, or we, we, we could be honest and say it's about nothing. Right. Again, and I go back to this, Owen Meta Shannon. He, uh, <laughs> he used to say, we have an umbrella of topics. I never liked umbrella as a term. No, I don't either. Um, that's why we, we stay away from that now. Um, but unfortunately, my publicist couldn't be here now that I'm famous on Twitter. Strictly on Twitter. S- strictly on Twitter. Not in the podcast. For those of you who don't know, which, <laughs> who? Um, I sent a tweet this past week that picked up big, big time in Buffalo. Did it hit four digits? 3,000. Wow. 3,200 plus likes. When I saw it, it was still at three digits. So That's pretty impressive. I want to talk about this briefly because it was interesting to me, like watching how a, a local viral tweet unfolds. Um, I want to go to the tweet Twitter activity because actually I didn't even click that yet, but it doesn't translate to, to follows. And this this didn't blow my mind, but I was like, really? Like, it just what if they ha- could scroll through and see a bunch of other tweets that were also No, I think, yeah, if you, like, had a few other tweets that were, like, videos. Some, bang- some recent bangers with triple or, or you know, quadruple digit uh, likes and retweets. Yeah, it was just uh, mo- a one-hit wonder, kid. Yeah, 90% of that, well, it's local. So 90% of the likes and retweets were local people or people who are from Buffalo, like, and were in LA or from Buffalo and in, like, New York. That's really how it picked up. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you, you even, there's no rules for this thing. So somebody who has just a regular person's Twitter account with a couple, you know, a few hundred followers and a few hundred following, do you follow everybody who likes your tweet? Well, no, because that seems aggressive. You're only going to get, what, two likes for every – or two refollows for every ten? It would be too much work. So I just was like, fuck it. Just let it let it roll. And it, it picked up um, – I don't know. It picked up, like, the next day is when it went from uh, – there, there was a little delay. 800 to the triple digits, like 800 to, like, 27. And then the day after that, from 27 to like 32. So do you have to like change your notification settings because you're cool now? No, no. I just uh, – You left my phone's My phone's on silent anyway, so yeah. I would get a big batch of them, and I would just clear it. Like I didn't care. But uh, – Any DMs about it? Any – No. None. Really? Zero. It doesn't translate. Pure – No one wants likes to. Likes and retweets. Yeah, and there wasn't – How many retweets? Wasn't even a video or picture attached. It was strictly text. I, I made a picture in their mind. If there was a video, like a quick five-second clip, More. it would have been bigger, but then it would have also been stolen. Yeah. Somebody else. I got 300 it. retweets and comments. and th- So I got... W- comments help. I got 10% of the retweets that I did likes. 300 per 3,000. How many likes on the Pass the Salt shout-out underneath it? <laughs> oh, none. <laughs> but <laughs> I can look at... Rough. But if I look at that tweet activity, 12,000 people saw that tweet. And 134 clicked it or, like, opened the tweet bigger. Hmm. Um, just the one below it. And then my – I mean, the, the viral tweet, according to Twitter's data, had 185,000 impressions and 30,000 total engagement, 30,896. So, Jeez. 
but it's like an engagement is just making the tweet bigger or like dropping down to see who did it. So that's really what viral tweeting is. Like if you see a tweet that has like 200,000 likes, it must have had like a million impressions. Like people saw the tweet a million times and only and then imagine those 20% of them like those six digit ones. Those 100,000. Yeah, I know. 500,000 like like the, those are almost on a daily and weekly basis someone hitting 570,000 likes on a tweet. Right. And so if you have 500,000 likes on a tweet, that like that's hitting 10, two, mi- 10 million. I was going to say like 2 to 10 million people probably saw that tweet and only 20% like clicked like or retweet. That's insane. To be able to reach that many people. And does Twitter count when you I mean, it's on people's timeline. But you could have scrolled right past it. So does Twitter count that because it appeared on your timeline? That's just, an impression. Yeah. yeah. That's an impression for sure. So, yeah, but it doesn't translate to anything. I, I mean, I'm, I wasn't prepared to field offers or anything, but I thought field like, offers. I thought maybe like <laughs> what? I thought maybe like <laughs> I don't know. Seven followers out of three thousand likes might have been yeah. nice, but zero. You're talking goose egg. I got like three. Like real Buffalo people. Yeah, just people like. People in Buffalo, hmm. no one like crazy. You gotta keep up with the with local funny tweets now. You have to target your audience. We should <laughs> actually. Well, he, the reason I tweeted was because uh, the the two dudes, Neve or Nev, it's Nev, right? Neve, I don't yeah. know how to say his fucking name. Nev and Max from <laughs> Catfish um, were in Buffalo, like, and when they and they came into my place of work, or no, they might have done curbside. But they were outside, and they had, like, full gear, like, film gear and everything. And I thought, oh, shit, it's for Catfish. So I tweeted, um, by the way, the the dudes from MTV's Catfish were on Elmwood today. I So, so I know. I know. Exposed. So I know one of you man horses is getting exposed. And that was a real riot with the liberal <laughs> female crowd. Um, <laughs> that was a real riot. And some – and just guys in Buffalo who thought it was funny, I guess. But I actually heard, like, two days later that it wasn't for Catfish. They were there, yes, but it was for, like, allegedly some HBO project, like a documentary or something else. Oh, they're trying to do something serious. Yeah. And one Mm -hmm. dude quoted my tweet and said I served him the other day and got, like, at a restaurant, and he got no attention. Because it wasn't funny. He thought he was going to pick up your... your, uh, Yeah. uh, No free clout, son. Right. All the quoting, all (laughs) the people... All the people who quoted my tweet didn't get i mean didn't get much love they just i mean it was just like quotes with like a laughy face emoji or whatever quote quote retweets are a risk either you're gonna dunk on the original guy and like destroy and get triple the amount of attention right or zero the most uh quote retweets that i see are the ones that like they quote a video or something and then they just give their opinion on it Mm -hmm. that's basically the only way i see people use it now anyway or, like, have you ever seen a quoted tweet where, like, you click it and there's another quoted tweet and it's just an endless yep. chain? I have a weird thing where I have to get to the end of those. Exactly. Time. <laughs> you have to, bro. Yeah, I don't know why. People's, it. It's just people going for impressions. That's really it. Or Twitter en- or, or engagements. I've been considering deleting social media recently. I consider it about once a week. When you it's say social media, does that mean across the board Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram? Mostly Snapchat and Twitter. And then I would just only post instagram from uh like my computer at home for like business purposes so i can advertise haircuts what uh what brought this on it just doesn't bring me joy <laughs> like it just doesn't i don't really see much of a positive and twitter my, is toxic 
It's a toxic thing. Yeah. But it's also the see Twitter's the best and the worst one at the same time. Oh yeah. Like Instagram to me is kind of there's a lot of bragging that annoys me, but other than that, it's not as bad. Twitter, there's either the most funny thing you'll see all day, and then there's also the most ridiculous, outrageous, like makes you angry for no reason. Like, you could delete your Twitter account and then have a just make a new one that's just like a random username you pick and just only follow funny meme accounts, and then you'll know every time you open it, you're gonna see what you want and then be done. Yeah, I mean, I don't even follow meme accounts. I don't even. Right, but this one you could. Yeah. Think about iFunny. Did you ever have that app? Where'd oh, that yeah. app go? It's still around. Yeah, but it's not as good. Oh, for sure. Well, the comedy was also geared towards 13-year-olds. Right. And we're not 13 Here's years another now. thing, though, I th- just thought of. Reddit's great. Reddit is good. Actually, yeah, keep a Reddit. There you go. I'm, I'm never deleting that. Reddit is. Reddit is. A- it's my favorite porn, and it's my favorite <sighs> news source. It's really, it's everything. If I want, It's the front page of the if internet. If I want to learn about how to do something, other than YouTube, like if you took YouTube away, I would take Redditing something over Googling it, honestly. You're going to get well, expertise. Well, I that. think YouTube. Um, are we both wearing Sanooks? Yeah. Ta-da. Yeah. We're wearing matching These shoes, everybody. Old. These we are should old. get matching tattoos. You down? Yeah. Salt shaker? Yo, just a salt shaker. Shake my hand right fucking now. Shake my hand right fucking now, Max. <laughs> Live Max. on the air. <laughs> Make the agreement. I'm so Wait, serious. before? What 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 colorway? What are we talking here? Black and white, simple. Like, that fit like it would fit my tattoos on my arm. What if like, we, would what if we got a salt arm. shaker that on our on our forearm that was in motion this way? And With so when we slapped up, I was passing you the salt. And you were passing <laughs> me the salt. It wouldn't fit on my... Yeah, because you don't have any room. I got a lot of tattoos. All right, it'd have to be on our palm then. Fuck it. And whenever we (laughs) (laughs) we slap up... It'd rub off, bro. That's way too... No. No, that's way... That's horrible. People would be like, salt? I would tuck mine in here. No, I got a couple places I could tuck mine in. But they could be in different spots. I think... Can can you please check my hand? We could get that Morton Salt girl with the mic. Nah, you never were crazy about that. up salt taker. All right, let's just shake shake on a tattoo and we'll work out the details. It's gonna be a salt shaker. <laughs> all right. First of all, <laughs> Max, my hand has been extended all for right. minutes. Salt shaker. All right, a version of a salt shaker. Yeah, we could even get different kinds. It doesn't even matter. For life, this is for this life. could die, and we'd have to explain <laughs> that it's a dead podcast forever or on our skin. Or we could just say, me and my friend. Or one of us could redo it, joke. and then one would be pepper or a different spice. Hmm. If okay. we need to cover it, we can do a cover job. I think it's going to be a nice aesthetic for some reason. I want a nice salt shaker, though, ornate with, like, you know, we'll like look up a good example sl- one. Yeah, like, like a glass one. Right, with uh, an almost hexagonal or octagonal shape to it. Maybe the salt like inside the shaker is in a cool fucking, like, way that it's in. Ooh. I'm liking mountain. <laughs> or the shape of a mic. We could get, oh, the, how about the, no, no, the, the steel thing or metal thing on top that, is like has the holes in it that could be the mic that we're talking here who could we talk if to we this? get it that's dedication we are in this podcast i think my guy that i normally go to would be really good for this uh mike eckberg for everybody oh. everybody listening it's he's uh mechborg on instagram m-e-c-k what's his uh b-o-r-g what's his shop honan forge on main street in williamsville amazing design I still have that like gift when it comes to interior Winky. design of a business I took so much inspiration from him. He's, oh, really? Oh, he's killing it. Oh, it's amazing. Him and his dad did, like, interior stuff for people. Like, they did all the tile work in there by hand. Like, tiles that are 
like one inch by one inch, like by each. Individual is it just room. him in there, or does he have other people working? He with has him? A, a piercer, but he has like room for a lot more. He's just it's quarantine. A year and a half. He's like a year and a half old. Business. I still gotta get. I still have a gift card for a tattoo I haven't gotten yet, but th- I was I'm saving it for. Is that um, for Hand of Doom? No, for Aberreal, which is Winky's cousin. Wow. Yeah, I'm not sure if I. I don't know if I want to do a smaller one for that, or or use it to get a like to get a fill, like to get something bigger. But I don't know what yet. I'm still debating. I have a few ideas, but I don't. I don't know what I want, and I don't know if it, that's ever like. I need to really want, know I want it to use to go and get something, like uh, with that gift card. I I know because I've seen Winky's tattoo, his Japanese one, that looks really good. So I know I know where the talent level is. So I want to be able to utilize that to its fullest. I have a, an appointment made for my next tattoo for the first time in a long time. From your dude? Yep. What are you getting? Uh, you know, I got the three stripes on my upper arm. Yeah. Going around. Yeah. Getting that, like, covered in a way. Like, I'm, I'm going to get integrated into something less shitty. Uh, just like a snake wrapped around it or wrapped around my arm and... I don't really know. I'm going to leave a lot of it up to him as far as how he's going to work it in. But it's going to be a way to delete that ridiculous hipster geometric bullshit. But uh, cover jobs, yeah, go for it. You can put anything over that, dude. It's three lines. It's yeah, nothing. It's pretty simple. You could put anything. Yeah. I don't know why it took me so long to figure out what I was going to do over it. Because me and him were trying to like think up of some ideas of what I wanted. And I had to like five or six ideas of just tattoos that I would like in general and none of them really seemed like they could cover that because they were just like an object yeah. not something that could wrap, wrap you know what I mean so the snake was perfect because I wanted to have a snake wrapped around the other arm like around my wrist and this will be same perfect. thing different spot yeah what uh, I always thought is there if there's any any added risk to giving getting a tattoo cover up because you're pushing ink in over ink so does that push it in farther the ink that's already there i mean probably not because everybody gets cover-ups but people get tattoos or well people get tattoos touched up like 10 15 years later where they have to go over every single line that was already there so i mean mean, a lot of those look amazing like almost better than a fresh tattoo because the lines were already there if that makes sense like it's more depth to it plus like over time after you get a tattoo, like, if they weren't as heavy, like, in a shading spot, you can tell, like, over time. So, maybe, and they probably couldn't tell right away. So, you get it touched up, you get it touched up. I mean, that's why a lot of people do, like, when they're getting a sleeve. Like, there's this one person that's getting a sleeve, for example. I don't know them. They just see it on their social media. That, like, uh, gave full creative control. Just said, like, kind of what they wanted conceptually, like, flowers or something gave him full creative control and he preferred doing it obviously probably because he's getting paid more but doing it in a few sessions where like he completed with color and shading everything one large part of the sleeve and then was like uh you know what come back like a week later sent a picture oh you know what come back i'm gonna add to that and then added to it again and then filled in it like a third time like people can just go and get and retouched everything he had done after the first part it healed at the end and they're like it looked nice but I'd really love to open a tattoo shop one day. I think that'd be great. It would be nice to utilize, like, come to a tattoo shop you own after hours and just be like, do it. Yeah. 
it'd also be cool to kind of be able to learn a little bit not to like become a full-fledged tattoo artist that's where it's like my main thing but just to have the ability to do simple things yeah in case you ever go to prison yeah i guess because <laughs> the tattoo guy's protected well the barber's super protected i feel like being a barber in prison like you're that's like an equivalent job to right. tattoo artist. Depends what you went to prison for. Well, d- being a tattoo artist in prison is also illegal. Being a barber in prison is sometimes a job you can yeah. actually get paid for, like legally, like within the prison system. You know? Ten cents a cut. Yeah, maybe less. I heard eight cents an hour is a pretty standard rate recently. <sighs> the prison system sucks. Mm. So, I heard that from this guy who used to have a YouTube channel called fps russia oh i love that guy yo did you hear what happened to him no he went to prison why i think weed possession in the united states yeah and he didn't have enough money from his youtube to like well they got so there was a bunch of things that he was accused of and weapons possession beat a, yeah he beat a bunch of it and then they still got him to go to uh texas yeah texas like federal penitentiary for 56 days oh okay but it was prison, not jail. Right. And it was like a camp. It was like low, low level security. But there was, he, he has, now he just does like podcasts with these guys and just tells stories about it. But he's not allowed to like have a gun shooting YouTube channel. Yeah. He can't, well, he can't own guns as a felon. You can't have fire. Oh. So he might be getting into like bows they were talking about. Do you think <laughs> he might that, get into bow hunting. do you think that the, that was part of like the deal? Do you think he was in trouble for something else? It was part of the deal. If you're a felon, you can't have a gun, period. I know, but so he had all these guns, so that might worry authority to some level. You said he beat – oh, he beat a bunch of the – I thought you said he beat beat up somebody. No, he beat a bunch of his case. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. So what did he do with all – he had a ton of stuff. Oh, What did he do? He had a solid all at a show or something? I imagine. Maybe he auctioned it all off or maybe they just seized it all. That would – Who knows, (laughs) man? Who knows? Man, I haven't seen videos of that guy in a long time. I guess this is why. Like a, he's from like Atlanta. Yeah. Like no, the, like the totally Russian normal, accent was yeah. fake. And so good. He's also a former car salesman. And it's like my worlds are meeting right now because I've been <laughs> watching this one YouTube channel that's like just about exotic car stories by this like pretty famous guy in the exotic car selling world. And like he's doing interviews with FPS Russia guy. And they're talking stories about how they used to both be car um, like dealers, you know, talking about. Like, how they would scam people. Like, they were both openly admitting to, like, raising prices on people for no reason and then pretending to bring them back down or just raising a price $2,000 as they're sitting down to sign the paperwork for no reason. Like, fucking basically admitting to more, like, illegal shit. And in the comments, it's like, huh, to think he eventually became a felon. (laughs) Like, it's funny, man. (sighs) If, If anybody's wondering out there if the... If, like, car salesman, if it's, like, if it's, like, as scummy of a profession as you as you think or as you might have heard uh it is i i cut people in that industry and we'll get like some of them to admit some shit sometimes because we'll be like so how do i not get screwed like i'll i'll phrase it as like hey i'm your barber help me out if i go to a dealership how do i not get fucked over and they'll like tell you and that basically exposes how they fuck you over because they explain how to beat that system i mean and one time we had a kid this is the best way to describe it. One time we had a kid who wasn't a salesman. He Uh-oh. was young and he was like a like a lot boy. But he was working directly for one of the salesmen as an assistant. So he found out like the ins and outs of the 
of the selling part of it because he was being trained to become one eventually. It hasn't happened yet, but he came in and told us what's up. You know what I mean? Like he got all that all that info. I mean, it's a stereotype for a reason in movies and TV that the car salesman is trying to put one over on you. Yeah. Um, but all, most it's just that culture. Have some kind of reason behind the reason that you know people think Italians are a little more op- a little more apt to be organized criminals is because. A lot of us were involved in shit on, on a high percentage for a, a large part of American history in the early 20th century. At the height of the mob, they say there's only 5,000 active members. Bull fucking shit. <laughs> what do they define as active? I'm not sure. Yeah, Because everybody ran their 5, own. 5,000 made men. Like, pa- yeah, that's in. what I was thinking. Yeah, there's a ton of grunts out there. Ton, like tens of thousands. Everybody of was on the take back then. For every, for every 12 grunts, there's one made man. So I think it's more just like the car salesman thing. It's just sales culture, like regular selling mattresses at the mattress store or whatever. Like that's the culture they promote. Like you need to, to make more money at this job. You need to, to do these things, like to get the sale, to make more money, do these things. Get a signature on this piece of paper that adds whatever to the car, even though they might they probably don't need it at all. And get it done. Get it sold. Get your commission high. That's like just how it is. That's how they survive. So – some of the things that they would do to try to make more money. Well, one thing, they make way more off a used car than a new car. The only I way that they that. can make a lot of money off a new car is if you option it out and make it higher than MSRP. Or if you or if you get a lot of warranty, if you pay for extra warranty. Or if they have some kind of like stain protection program or glass breakage program. Like rust. Those are all scams and they're all... They all won't pay out in the end, and they're all just going to add to how much they can make on the deal. But a lot of times you can convince a dealership to decrease the cost of the car if you're, like, willing to get a big warranty and all that shit. Because they make more. You get to just deal with a smaller car payment, but you end up still paying. So it's, it's weird. But basically your goal should be to go in. Try to get a used car because they have more wiggle room because they're right. making more profit on it. Right. You go in at the end of the month, specifically the, the end of the month of the end of the quarter, financial quarter. So like July 28th. Right. Month, or maybe it's June 20th. I forget. But you go in right at the end of the month and you try to snag something where they have they've sold 398 cars that month and they need to sell 400 to get a bonus. So they're, they're going to sell two cars even if they lose a grand on each car. Like they are – I found out they are willing to lose money on cars. Like when a, when a salesman says, yeah, we're losing money on this one like because you beat them down on a price, sometimes they are telling the truth. You can get a car where they're losing money on it. But, but they get the bonus makes it up. But they get the bonus because they're moving volume, which is why you go in at the end of the month, end of the quarter. So these are all little things that I've been – paying very close attention it sounds like a system that within our lifetime might not work out dude tesla doesn't have dealerships they have stores right <laughs> they you pay exactly what the fuck they tell you period there's no there's no over msrp there's no really good deal you can get there's the price which i think is beautiful i think that's how it should be why why if i live in new york why should i get a shittier deal on the same car that somebody in california is getting yeah doesn't make any sense Plus, like, I mean, how many cars can you really sell? I mean, in an area, if your area is too small of an area, 
I mean, we have a ton of dealerships in Buffalo. Buffalo is a car area. Western New York, There's car area. Public transportation is not not a, a thing. super popular way to get around. Yeah, unless you're in the city, and even in the city, most people have cars. Yeah, yeah. It's totally realistic to live downtown and commute everywhere uh, in a car. If you lived in downtown Manhattan, and no, like, you'd be an yeah. idiot. You'd be, you'd an be an idiot. idiot. You'd be dummy. You'd be the richest person there, and you're still dumb. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking about selling the the Benz already and getting some three thousand dollar jalopy Toyota from before the year two thousand, and I'm really getting fucking sick of dealing with what comes with having a nice car. It's been how long since you've sat in your Mercedes and driven it? Almost four weeks. Almost a month. A couple days away. Putting one over on you, man. Yeah, I know. I'm just talking about not getting scammed. Look at you. Look where I'm you're sitting. Scammed. You're getting you're getting put through the ringer, dude. He probably is, he's probably I mean, fixed the car two weeks ago and has been driving it. And like, no, I saw a picture. He was posting that like inside of his shop. Just to, he's big on Instagram. It's one of his marketing tools. And I could see that my car was in his main bay, where he's like his primary bay for working on cars, and that the wrap was ripped off the part where it needs to be ripped off. Like it looked like he was actually making some progress. At least, right. and it didn't look intentional. It looked like it didn't look like he was like trying to post mine. He was just posting randomly. So, smart. He's smart. Yeah, or he's yeah. He could <laughs> just be a genius. Who knows? Here's what I want to bring up. It's gonna switch gears completely because you know I said this last episode we've been talking about cars a lot. Yeah, we have. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. It's just a car thing. But to buy a nice car, I recently talked to my father about Bitcoin because he wanted to know more about it, and I want to talk about this because. Barstool founder Dave Portnoy invited the two Winklevoss twins from the Social Network. You know that movie? Those two guys? Oh, yeah. Who, like, did the whole lawsuit. So Mark Zuckerberg's arch nemesis is at one point. To his house to explain to him Bitcoin, and he filmed the whole thing. And I don't really watch uh, much of his videos anymore because I I don't know. They just lost their entertainment value. Um, But I watched this one, and... They were explaining Bitcoin to him, and he had like he has no idea what it is, but he still drops seven figures into it because, I mean, he's David Day Trader now. But during the course of that conversation, the reason they gave him for getting into Bitcoin right now is because they they say that the dollar value is going to the toilet, which that's common knowledge pretty much. And gold, even though it's a hard um, thing, like it's a hard thing you can have, you can have gold you can trade it in for value still that the price of it is going to go is going to plummet in the relative near future and because of that you want a hard asset even though bitcoin isn't a physical currency that you want something that that's value is independent from a valuable metal like gold or the u.s treasury the u.s dollar because both of those are going to plummet and he said well what's wrong with gold and they said Elon Musk, this is almost, this is a paraphrase quote, but they mentioned him by name. Elon Musk is going to shoot rockets into space, which he already is. And all the asteroids that are floating around Earth, he's going to mine them for gold. And because there's a ton of gold in them. This is also known, allegedly. And that influx of that material is going to drive the price of gold down. It's not rare anymore. 
And Elon Here's Musk. Thing, it's already not rare. We have a huge supply of it locked away that they're, that the mm. reserves are not allowing out. Same with diamonds. We have a ton of diamonds. They're all just locked away. Fort, and they're, Fort they're Knox controlling is, the is empty. Is empty. Huh? Fort Knox is empty. There's nothing in there. I'm not saying that us in particular. I'm saying they're in the world there is enough gold and diamonds to make it worth a tenth of what it's worth now. They're restricting the supply of it to like main major uh what's the word i'm looking for they're restricting it to the point that they can keep the price up whether or not that's true because it di- might be for diamonds it's a thousand percent true because it gold might be it probably is as much there's gold in a lot of things these days like small amounts and electronics is for conducting but elon musk like saw the tweet or video or something and he responded that it's actually not gold um like yeah gold's gonna be part of like it when they get to the point of mining but really what is more valuable to get from up there is aluminum iron nickel like metals like that um there was an article i didn't read the article but um i think that there's no way that <laughs> within our lifetime they're going to start mining rocks that are floating no we can't that, even get take, a phone charger right that would take like if you told me we were doing that in 20 years i'd be like maybe yeah okay i can believe that but like five years no fucking way dude. but like no way maybe a small amount they'll bring back samples in five years even you know even I mean? if like, they did crazy. like in two years from now they get a bunch of gold and stuff from space again i don't yeah you might be right they might restrict how much is actually allowed in circulation um but the point being they convinced them to put i mean a ton of money into bitcoin um more than anybody should like just drop it in but they also claimed the Winklevoss twins own 1% of the total circulating supply of Bitcoin. Imagine owning 1% of the wealth of a currency. Like That's that, so much. Yeah, they didn't even deny it. They were like, yes, yes, we do. And I was like, what the f- excuse me? And uh, Someone look that up. Someone look up how much fucking money that is. Well, That's, I can tell you the total circulating supply right now. They it's, Multiply times 0.001. That's insane. Um, according to Coinbase, which is the app that I use. Oh, I'm down. Um the market cap is 218.7 billion and the circulating the right now what's circulating is 18.5 million so actually not that much and the volume it says is 21.2 billion um still still that's a lot of that's a lot to own um and it's probably like a fraction of their wealth i'm sure but i just feel like bitcoin could all just go down the toilet one day and we it has before it over quarantine it has risky it halved. it is super risky it halved in quarantine it's back up but it's still halved that's crazy yeah i mean the stock market i mean a lot of things fell dramatically yeah but but it wasn't right away in quarantine when the stock market crashed when the stock market crashed at the beginning it was still very stable this was like relatively recently it went down for like a week or more I don't want to say a week, maybe probably more than that, but it went back up. Um, and, but the more people that buy into it, that's better. So like Dave Portnoy buying it as, and making it a public stunt, that's all planned. So he could drive the price up right when he buys it. So it's sub 12,000 right now. It's like 11, eight. He's hoping that it'll buy him buying into it and getting everybody under his belt who really follows him. Like the, his cultists to buy into it, that they'll drive the price up a quick bump. He makes the most money off that because he puts six or seven sells. figures in it. Yeah, and then he can sell it, and he's still back on Davy Day Trader. doesn't matter. 
And when someone buys enough of it, or when a big enough group buys a big enough amount of a stock or or a currency like that, a cryptocurrency like this, and then they all sell, it can plummet the price right. of it. And so over like the long term investors, I'm surprised it hasn't driven to twelve just from him putting that video out. Um, that applies more to small businesses. Yeah. But yeah. But, yeah. but it's like the opposite of Robinhood traders. Like Robinhood traders as a group are influential right now. Davy Day Trader and because he's got so many followers, he's his own it's group. starting. Yeah, it's starting his own group because like even all these like, you know, business major kind of like guys, college guys that like Barstool are obviously just going to invest with him because it's fun and he's doing like live streams of it. So he goes and to if Bitcoin. You time it up right, you can make money with him. I guess. Yeah. You just got to be quick. There's probably people also <laughs> betting against him because he's lost money, a lot of money before. Well, in the beginning, he was losing more than he was Still, losing. sometimes he'll lose really? six figures on, and be like, you know. But for him, it's always a positive day. That's why his stream is really popular. So even if he loses, he'll tweet about, like, how it's a win. He lost 150K today. It's a win somehow. <laughs> you got to have that attitude or else you'll jump off a bridge. <laughs> like or else you'll lose this little oh. cult of investors and then – you're going to start losing your money that you really wanted to invest in the first place. Right. So if you see people mining for gold in, in space, look out. Sell your gold or else the price will plummet. Yeah, thank God I've never been much of a jewelry guy. You know where business – you know where money oh, – I just gave it away. You know where money really oh, – I'm not even phrasing this correctly. An investment that actually – Pays out? Can be proven to retain its value and increase its value over time based on your effort alone is a is a business that you are a primary owner of. You can control whether or not your investment retains its value or increases or decreases simply by the amount of effort you put into said business. Yeah. Like with this barbershop. This is why I'm I feel more stable than if I was just working at another barber barbershop and making the exact same amount of money per week, per month, whatever. You know, if that number was the same but I wasn't the owner, it's still less secure. I uh I can get behind that. I think um in terms of plus it motivates you because if you worked at another shop, you just have to abide by those rules. But if you work at this shop, you want to make it look nice. So you want to make money to make it look nice. You want it's your image. It's you. So, you know, you got to you're showing people, "Hey, this is my business." But think about this. When they're talking about food places only make only operating on like a 15% profit margin, wild. And th- they're cutting corners when they can. It's a food place. Like, every food place. Is that standard? 15? Well, I don't want to say it's standard. Um, I feel, I thought it was, like, 50%. Around here, it's probably a lot more. But places that are getting hit hard with, quarant- like with quarantine, like Florida, California, like, states that are reclosed, um, tons of, biz- like, smaller restaurants are closing because their profit margins for those areas was stupid low. And there was a ton of them, like, 50%, 60% in some areas small restaurants operating at like 15% profits, you know, 20% profits, which is crazy to me to own, own a restaurant and only be able to turn that much like on average. Um, and like one thing could happen. You need to close your restaurant for a couple months and it's over. I wonder what my percent percent profit is here per month. Look at your seats. So just my setup, get an app. So just what I spend on bills per month. Right. What you make minus your expenses, bills, uh, any supplies you needed to buy, oh. um, things like then that. Or over 100% profit. Okay. Yeah, it's a cash business, man. Shit. Huh. 
I mean, to keep the lights on, well, I don't know what your expenses are. My expenses bills, are literally like 1200 a month here. It's insane. Bills, rent, or lease, or whatever nothing, it is, and, yeah. and any supplies you need. And we don't you're writing off all of your... Supplies on a monthly basis is like less than $100. Right, it's low. It's so low. Barbicide. <laughs> That's like once every two, three months we need to re-up on that. And you're... Uh, My guys get by their own clippers. All I do is supply like paper towels and cleaning equipment. People come to you to sell to them too, so... If they're selling scissors or they're selling whatever. Plus, you write off your food every day, which I know is a big thing. Food? I thought you said you write off your Tims and stuff. No, I said I could. Oh, you could, but you don't. I don't don't feel like collecting that amount of of, receipts. uh, Receipts, no. I don't want to give myself that much work. Yeah, dude. Just to save like 200 bucks a year. It's no secret the barbershops are like that. Tattoo parlors. Any cash business like that. Yeah, any money that I've spent in these places, obviously, a write-off. But, uh, which is why restaurants, which is why like the debate for minimum wage goes back to restaurants because it's like, yeah, we are paying our servers less than minimum wage because they're operating at such a low profit margin, but they're making it up with tips. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like people are tipping pretty well in the food business right now, from what I can tell. Yeah. Or at least they were right when this all hit. Um, Barber-wise, uh, occasionally we'll get like big tippers a little more so, more so than now. More so than before. Jesus. Um, but when it comes to people just tipping more in general, I haven't really seen that in the barbershop. You'll get a bump when the next stimulus hits or when the 400 yeah. unemployment hits. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I just got to make sure that I have apparel to sell if we get shut down again. I'm working on that big time right now. Yeah, you, you mentioned that one. last time. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see the Peroni apparel. Yep. We're just going to do one run of, of black t-shirts with the banner logo across the shoulders and oh. then the little circle insignia on the left breast real simple yeah super simple customer appreciation do it did yeah. you make did you so make your I'm list yet order yeah i'm gonna order 50 and give away 25 that way hopefully i'll just break even are you gonna ask these guys their sizes or just gonna go uh, for it i'm just gonna get a regular run where like most of them are larges and extra larges i, I would assume yeah probably and then a bunch of mediums and only a couple smalls and then a couple random double X's for like. Can you get me a bandana? Um, I'll send you the JPEG, and you can order yourself a bandana. Nah, just can you pick one up for me? Mail it to me. <laughs> Actually, Vistaprint does make it so that I can order like one-offs like that for like twelve bucks. Oh, nice, thanks. I don't know if they do bandanas specifically. Well, we just shook on it mentally. <laughs> um, that's how I got. You know those like gray winter hats that I got. Oh, is that how you did that? Vistaprint, bro. Took forever, but oh. they, ended, they ended up all right. <laughs> took like over a month but for custom like clothes i kind of expect at least two three weeks oh yeah if it's a one piece if it's not a large order why fulfill it yeah i got like only four or five of those um people those those hats i got custom with the leather patch on the yeah those are nice those cost me like a lot per but i only got like four or five of them for like the guys that work here and like one or two extra yeah plus it's a very tactile like design it's very yeah it's it's not just a print super high quality stuff too like i've never owned a hat that nice really it's like better than a new era. You were just trying to give it away the other day. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. To you who? were like casually like, oh, you want the Peroni hat? No, like I'm trying to see how many people are interested if I order a big batch of them. Oh. I'd have to charge like 50 fucking bucks a hat. Yeah, it would be a lot of money. It, you could it, sign them. Drive the value down. Yeah. And they're also <laughs> from a company that I don't think they intend for you to resell. You know what I mean? No. So I don't know how legal that would be. No, you can resell it if you buy it. If you buy that many, you can do what you want with them. It's your property. I guess. Yeah. But, uh, 
yeah, I need I need to find more avenues to make money while I'm sleeping. You know what I mean? So like like an online store. Yeah, be careful with the online stores if you're not sure how uh, you're gonna generate cut how much money you're gonna generate per month on those because a lot of the times the easy to set up online stores do charge a subscription fee. You can build either annually or monthly, and it's just another deduction that if you're not at least making that subscription fee a month, it's not really worth to have an online store. But, I mean, I don't know what the prices are out there. You know, I did the online store one time just to, as ease of, you know, for those shirts. But it wasn't. Uh, for the CVL shirts? Yeah, but I canceled the subscription after, like, sales died because it's like, well, A, the group dissolved, like, that name dissolved and brand. And B, I, I after the first, like, wave of, bu- of buys, you're done. Like, it's a local shirt. It's so a local brand. So, basically, all that website slash company did for you was make it so that you get a notification and they send you the address where you need to mail the shirt but you still need to mail the shirt every time they gave me a point of sale too that was huge a point of sale they processed cards i didn't have to set any of that up processing the cards do like it was like upload pictures of your stuff did that um i removed the background so it looked it was a picture of it and then removed everything around the shirt so it looked like it was like a professionally done speaking of i want to learn some basic graphic design once i order huh Done. I got you. Work because I want to order a computer very soon, and I want to be able to create like newsletters and signs and things in here, oh, like in house. Like I want Done. to just be able to make something simple on my own. Done. What program? Uh, Adobe Illustrator, or if you don't want to pay for any of the Adobe suites, I can actually I show you. I can actually show you a few um, programs on Windows or just online that I'm telling you would satisfy your needs. Whether um, it's design or just drag and drop programs, whatever. I mean, if you're looking for super easy, I can definitely show you some like drag and drop programs that are like, this is what it will look like. Drag things onto it that you want. Change the text if you want. The way it looks, done. Or ones that blank white. Start here. Draw like freehand draw and go from there. Or you know, there's a program for everything out there. I'll I'll recommend. Uh, oh, that's my choice. I got it. All right. I think that'll be a big skill to have as a business owner, being able to do. Because basically social media advertising comes down to understanding your audience and understanding how to create an aesthetic. And yeah. right now I can take all the pictures. Like the, my phone camera is good enough yeah. to take all the pictures of this barbershop necessary for a website and Instagram, whatever. But then when you want to put out graphics and stuff like that, I'm screwed. And I feel like a chump when I pay somebody and they send it over to me and I'm like, this is fucking shitty like it happens so often when it comes to not even just graphic design a lot of different things people have a degree in something it doesn't mean anything i've had high schoolers design me logos better than people with fucking degrees in graphic design like often yeah that's why you need uh someone it's always best to have someone that you can look through past the work like a portfolio not somebody who doesn't have anything and just goes, I went to school for this. Like, at least show me show me five examples of other things you've done. Let me see what you've done. And then I could point to one and go, see that right there? This this is the quality I'm looking for. Now, the, here's what I want. Yeah. I, I'm learning that I need to stop going through people that I have personal relationships with and go through businesses. So that I have the ability to be like, yo, need to fix this, this, and this. I'm unhappy. 
you know, I need to Well, be, you can do that with people with personal relationships as long as they're not a bitch. Yeah, but like there's kind of an implied like you're getting a favor because you know them type thing. Oh, so you, you mean feel Oh, bad, I see what you're saying. You feel bad about, you know, talking about fuck ups and shit like that. Um, you think that people it's harder for people to separate the line between personal and business? Yeah. I I absolutely. I'd say. I don't know. It's just another lesson. Learning a lot of lessons in business lately I've been noticing. John's business and barber school. Come for one skill, learn the other. Whether it's business, you might learn some barbering. Whether it's barbering, you might learn some business. John's business and barbering school. I do want to take on students. If anybody wants to learn how to cut some hair, I'm looking into apprentices. And if you don't want to apprentice and you just want to learn more, I'm down to do lessons and stuff like that as well. Had a couple students before. They make six figures cutting hair now without owning a shop, which is pretty difficult. That is pretty difficult. I was going to say that's... I shouldn't, I shouldn't say it's pretty difficult because it did not take a very long time to get there at all. They're my age. They're in their Six figures, 20s. and they're making chair, and they have to still pay chair rent. So imagine without chair rent if they did own their shop. Yeah, imagine if they were making chair rent for right. other people. So, yeah, I, uh, I tell people all the time that it's even if it doesn't end up being your career, it's a good thing to have in the back pocket. Yeah. It's a good way to keep in touch with buddies from high school. Like even if you're not cutting out a shop, but every time your buddy comes home from the, for the summer, he's from gonna want some. Georgetown, he's like, "Hey, can I come over and get a haircut?" Yeah, I'll fucking pack a bowl or whatever, bring a beer. I don't know. Well, John's got some beers and hard seltzers here. Oh yeah. So now we have connections at multiple breweries. So we have we're getting uh, Hayburner from Big Ditch, thirty packs every two weeks. Clients bring them in from there that work An there. Owner of Big Ditch. Is oh, it's is, like a contract. Is one of our barber's cousins. So he just he pays us in like a thirty rack, basically for the shop. Huge. Yep. And then Andrew Sagan, who you know, yeah, is a buddy of mine that works at Labatt. So he brought those seltzers, and he's brought them before. Uh, they're pretty, pretty cool. They have another option other than like Bud Light <laughs> and and yeah. like right now it's just it's beer beers. Right in the winter, your 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 fridge was very yeah um, we were diverse. I was very like big on having like a dope set up for everybody because we were new and i felt like the rest of the shop was still like under construction so i could control the quality of that couldn't control the fact that our renovations like weren't done yet i've been thinking about getting one of those beverage fridges um because mine cost six hundred dollars oh forget that i felt like i got yeah you did bro i got an employee discount i bought it from my he's not my real uncle but like a family friend who worked who's been working at orville's for fucking 25 years like that's just the cost for a professional one. That's like just what it is. But if you want to get a personal use one that you don't like, one me, that's designed to hold a lot of cans or bottles, like but mine? cans, yes, because most mini fridges are just like you get the certain amount in smaller. there. You got to go a little smaller than mine. Unless yeah, you, obviously. Unless you spend bread. No, no, no. Because mine holds. No, nah, like, I'm not paying six hundred dollars for a beverage. Mine holds like I think it's like ninety beers. It's like yeah, yours does hold a ton. Yeah. It's it's nice. It's nice. No, it is nice. It is nice, and you've had no problems with it, like breaking or when it got hot. It never. Fucking, it got left open two nights in a row. First by Cam, and then by my wonderful girlfriend Molly. I love you. Um, and it was started making all these noises because the oh, fan no. was going yeah, all night. Yeah, yeah. But I haven't heard them like the day or two after. It was like fixing itself, and now it's been fine as of late. But I fucking, it scared me. <laughs> I did not like that. Yeah, you definitely don't want one of those to, to I for break. sure got the warranty, though. 100%. For 600 I would fucking hope so. 
I even got the warranty on my printer the other day. I felt like a grown-up buying a printer and buying a warranty for it. Oh, dude, I went to Office Max to buy printer ink. I get robbed every time I go to an office store. I buy like four things. It's go like, online for ink. Uh, maybe. I for sure. Know. I feel like ink is just something that gets upcharged. Like a It does get upcharged. They try to get you. There's a thing now where if your printer is Wi-Fi compatible, which like they all are now, when it says you're low, it'll automatically ship the exact like the ink that you set it to ship like one cartridge or whatever oh, to your house sick. my dad has it um for his home printer it's yeah. actually it is pretty cool and it's it depends how much you use your printer if like a business owner uses it a lot that's super worth it i think it's like 5.99 a month as a subscription fee and every time you run out of ink it's getting it's sending one you don't have to pay when you're low ink. boom sends right away and it, you don't have to get charged for that you just get charged the five ninety nine. That's well, it. yeah, it depends what like printer company you use or what subscription service. But like my dad's HP, I have an HP printer, and yeah, he just like when it's low, it's connected to Wi Fi. It goes boop, we're low, boop, ship it out. Just like those laundry buttons that they have that are connected to your Amazon. When you're low on detergent, press it. It's like sits near your uh, washing machine. You just press the button, and the button tells your Amazon to ship you more. That's one adult thing that I've also been considering making a purchase on is a dope washer-dryer setup. Yeah. Our current one we got for free because it was from somebody I know's parents who were moving and were buying a new set and just didn't feel like like putting the effort to put it on Craigslist and all that. Yeah. So they're used and they're not great, but they're not terrible. They're not like the worst. If you get a new washer-dryer. You want mine? I want your washer word because the washer is way better than the dryer the dryer is almost broken i I don't need a dryer but Um, i need a washer the washer is actually fucking if you saw it's worth something if you saw the washing machine in my basement you would cry (laughs) i had a jerry rig the knob that that you can't tell what it's on you can't tell if it's on delicates you can't tell if it's on (laughs) pre-wash there's no knob there's no arrow and so you i put a i put a i I jerry rigged it so that you could turn the knob and you can hear it click and turn but you just have to guess what setting it's on sometimes how many clicks sometimes though i catch it where like i'll I'll throw in laundry starts and it's a front load that turns and it uh 10 minutes later it'll be done and i'm like that was on pre-wash only for sure so i'll just turn it a little bit and that's on like the normal cycle and i'll get it but some days it's just like dude i have no idea what setting it's on it, it was on for 23 minutes. Does that mean it did the delicates? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Plus, I mean, your shirt looks fine to me. Yeah, it, I can normally get it, you know, washable. Plus, when it's done, no matter what cycle it's on, it has a buzzer to tell you that it's done. It can be heard from my bedroom with my door closed, two floors up. It's loud. <laughs> it's like, your laundry's done. It's done. Come and get it. But it's like just a the buzzing house will sound. set on fire if have, you don't fucking get your laundry right now. That's what I actually believe. Have you ever had a been on a bus and someone opens the emergency door? No. Oh, okay. Well, I have, and that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> like a but, like just a continuous, low pitch buzz. That's like, what the fuck is going on in the house? Oh, actually, I have heard that noise because one time my bus driver didn't lock that door on, on in the it back, flew open all the way, and she started the bus, oh. and that starting it triggered it. Yeah. It was like, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just shakes your fucking chest. Yeah. Um, but all right, let's, uh, I think it's time for our, uh, our end two segments here. Let's start with the saltiest of the week who we believed might've been salty this week, whether it's in our own lives or in public, public eye, you got one or you want me to go? Um, all right. I got one. And this isn't like a, this week one. This is just one that I've been noticing because 
a movie. Pass guy. me the salt, John. Tell me who it is. Movie uh series that go pat that have a trilogy, so three movies or more, usually just tail off so bad and are terrible by the third one, if not by the second one, honestly. And some examples of those would be the Transformers, Star <laughs> Wars, Jurassic Park, the entire DC universe. Start, okay. Started off great with the Dark Knight trilogy and then went to That's shit separate. as yeah. soon as Batman got introduced. Or, Jesus, as soon as Superman got introduced and the, the new Joker with um, stupid-ass Jared Leto. Terrible. But yeah. The... Uh that's my salty. Transformers didn't even need a sequel. That's how bad it was. So people knew it was bad after the first one. They thought it was cool. No, the first one was good. Yeah, what? Okay. The first Transformers is great. It's okay. It's, it's cool. A, it's, it's a, a cool movie. It's not a classic. It's an early 2000s classic. We're now so deep into the 2000s where a movie can be made after the year 2000 and still be But I don't cons- Okay, I agree with that, but I don't think that Transformers 1 directed Okay. okay. You need I don't, to rewatch it. I'm, I don't need to. There's so many. Left levels. cheek, left cheek, and then there's the scorpion, and he cuts off the tail, and it's still alive. And Shia LaBeouf's like, no, 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 no. And then there's an explosion, and Megan Fox. Yeah, I got it. Okay. I, I can no, see the movie in what, my brain, and it's I'm a cool movie. About, it's an entertainment roller coaster. What I'm talking about is the funny little one-liner jokes that are thrown in that movie and done so well by Shia LaBeouf are amazing. He makes. And other characters also make such good jokes. Like, it's the writing in that movie is amazing. I'm telling you, rewatch right. it. One we aspect of it. that movie is good, but by two, three, and I think there's four, it was bad, right? Yeah, there's Dark of yeah, the I Moon, didn't even Revenge see of the Fallen. I saw two, but I didn't the see anything last, past that. The Last Night. Yeah, there's at least three more. I think there might have been a fourth. Mark Wahlberg was in one, right? Oh, he was in two or three of them. Oh, Jesus. He's in, he's in The Last Night and. Um, I don't fucking know. But basically, they get all the way to where, like, Optimus is fighting the god that made him. Like, it's insane. It's insane. It, they go way too far. They The storyline's terrible. It's more about action than anything. But, yeah. First one's great. I love the first Star one. Star Wars, I agree with you. The original trilogy oh, still is I'm the best. I'm such a good... I'm s- <laughs> such a good... Such a huge fan of the original trilogy. I'm a huge fan of Rogue One. Of, uh... Yeah, Rogue One was really a good standalone movie. Yeah. Even episode seven was all right. Like I got, you could have fooled me into thinking eight and nine could salvage it, but eight was such a tragedy. Nine tried to solve it, but they ended up fucking overactioning the fuck out of it and, and making certain characters just OP as fuck. They and uh, it just didn't make someone sense. did a video of like you can take all the titles of all the Star Wars movies and and, and fix them and, and fix them, yeah, like yeah. switch them around so it makes way more sense. Yeah. I saw it. That's yeah. accurate. I it is say. accurate. Most it was a good most video. Of them are accurate. Where what did he? Oh, he said that number one Phantom Menace should have been the Rise of Skywalker. Right, because it is. Because it is. <laughs> In the and then sense. he switched that one with the Phantom Menace. Wasn't that nine? Because the, the Phantom Menace was Palpatine when, yeah, was. When they don't know that it's that it's Palpatine, and he, yeah. he's, that makes him like a Phantom. Yeah, he's just out in the distance. And Revenge of the Sith would actually be seven because that's when the New Order is like. On their shit, yep. on, on their grind. What other what other trilogy did you mention? Uh, Jurassic or Jurassic Park's not a trilogy. Oh but, yeah, uh, I don't really. I like Jurassic Park. I don't really have an opinion about. One I, is, I haven't seen them in such a long time. The OG's all right. The second one, okay. Um, I would even say the first Jurassic World or whatever. What what was the first like Chris Pratt one? That one was okay. Oh um, that one I, I didn't hate that one. 
Yeah, they like rebooted when they started doing the series again. It was like the yeah. last that movie before the and most then recent. The sec- and then the, the, the sequel to that one was terrible. Were they in the bubbles? The bubbles was the first one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They might have brought it back for the second Where, one. Where, like, oh, yeah, they probably did. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I think you got to let things die. I well, the thing hangover, is, is that. Hangover, dude, if Hangover 1 had been left alone, it would been have great. been considered it been. one of the greatest all-time comedy movies. It had been up there with Step Brothers, everything. Yeah. And they killed The thing that. is, is that all, all these movies have in common is that whatever their budget was for the first one, even they're all the, these blockbuster-esque, and so the studios are like, we can get more money out of this one, so let's put out another one. And they're right. And they're right. They are getting more money out of them. And when that stops, maybe they'll stop making a thousand sequels. But there are some exceptions to the rule. Blade Runner 2049. Probably the greatest sequel ever made. Never seen it. Watch it. Have you seen Blade Runner the, with Harrison Ford when he's like young Harrison Ford, 1989, nope. I think? All right. You should watch that. Ridley Scott, Harrison Ford. Come right. on. But Blade Runner you know 2049 as a standalone, uh, probably free. It's that. I mean, but if not. I want to say that Blade Runner 1 is on Netflix. What do, what do you subscribe to? All of it. Oh, do you have HBO? It might yep. be on HBO. Yep. Or Prime or Netflix, one of those. Got those. And 2049, that might be a little harder to find. I watched. I ordered that because I wanted to watch it in 4K. And it was on Vudu, and I had a Vudu account, so I just ordered. I paid. Vudu's one that I do not have, and I feel like very few people have. They do free movies every month, different, like a ton. So you can sometimes find pretty good free movies to watch, or you rent one. I can watch a 4K movie sometimes for like 2.99. I do feel like whenever I look up a movie and it's not on one of my streaming services, it is on Vudu. Vudu <laughs> is a it's a video like rental place. They it's, have everything. They have the, they do fill the gaps. Yeah. So like I I knew I wanted to watch it. I was like I'm ordering it, 4K, and the cinematography won an Oscar. And watch it in 4K because I've been doing that. You know where I end up doing that. And basically, it does. It also fills all the gaps, and people wouldn't think about it. YouTube, you can rent or buy you can, yeah. any movie. Basically, any movie. it's pretty great. And Ryan Gosling's in it, so you'll like it because you like him. I'm a Gosling guy recently. And Harrison Ford's still in it. I mean, he's in both of them. But yeah, great Harry. movies. Um, that's an exception. But yeah, you know what else is a series that that fell? Matrix. Matrix one, great. Two and three. Hmm. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you how we loaded it. And I'm worried that John Wick's going to start falling off now that they're doing up to five. It already five. did. Number three was already not that good. Number three was, yeah, it was way more action, like Too fan action. service. It was ridiculous. But I I like, if, if they go with this storyline, which it seems like they will, that him and the homeless, like, the homeless men, like, that group, that faction, team up. Larry Fishburne. Larry Fishburne. Larry Fishburne. Lawrence. Um, no, 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 no. Larry <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. Back when he was younger, he was Larry, and now he's Lawrence. Well, but I he prefer is, Larry. He is Lawrence. No, he's but, Larry. <laughs> but that storyline, I'm still gonna watch. I mean, I'm gonna probably watch all the John Wicks, but that one intrigues me. I'd like to see that revenge, revenge tale. But it's always a revenge tale. They can't get away from that trope with John Wick, the dog, and then that carried over to the second movie, and then the third one was he has to get revenge. The third revenge. one is just like surviving and trying to like convince the high table not to kill him right and then at the end of that he gets betrayed so now it's going to be another revenge one he gets betrayed yeah. by the dude that was like 
you know, sitting, you know, the dude who runs the Continental, New York. Yeah, but was that? He shot him off a roof. But it seems like he didn't give a fuck that he lived. He was like, good, that's my homie. Like, it seemed like he was like, that was my intention was for him not to die. I shot him in the shoulder, not the chest or something. You know what I mean? Like, it seemed like. Yeah, but he always like. Pure betrayal. He's always like that. Like, he's always playing like this chess game. But at the end for him to do that. I don't know. Maybe. He's still a shady character. Who? The dude who runs the Continental. You know, you know. A little bit of a question mark to me, but I like him. I like his style. I like, oh yeah, I like his style. I like the way he talks. Yeah. And the the desk uh, concierge guy. What's his name in the, in the movie? I don't know, but he's amazing. In the third one, he really, he is amazing in the third one. Everything about him is perfect. He's so uh, Exactly. Perfect. He, he really does embody the Mr. fuck Week. out of that character. He would be a perfect, like, there's a lot of characters in other movies that are similar to that character in, in, the, in the writing sense. Like, he's, for some reason, super well-equipped with guns and knows how to work firearms to an insane but degree. But super polite. But at the same time, he's, like, essentially the best butler in the world. And that's his main job, but he just so happens to be disgusting with a pistol. <laughs> and yeah, he, and he's, that's and he's true. he's not American. That's a big part of it, too. They're usually British. He's, uh... They don't even, I don't think they go they into it. They don't even go like, into it. But just some random African country they, they I think part of the to. reason that maybe, John Wick was so Haitian. expensive. Haitian. Nah, his maybe. Accent, it sounds like it could be like kind of Frenchish, you know what I mean? It, Underneath it, it does. Something. It does. It's refined. It's a refined accent, mm-hmm. like you can tell. Yeah. I think part of the reason that John Wick is so popular is because they took the time to be like, he's gonna go to this hotel and it's part of this assassin world. No, wait. Let's just not do the concierge. Like, let's make the concierge a character. Um, like right off the bat in the first movie, like you were like mm-hmm. entered into this world, and the fact that they took the time to develop all that—that's really, I think, what blew John Wick up, like way more. Yeah, they set all these rules. I like that there were rules, like you right. can't fuck around at the hotel, and then when that rule gets broken, it's a big fucking deal. It is a big deal. Like it's like I like that. That's I like that they stick to a, a universe of rules, but they're kind of bending them with how superhuman John Wick is getting. He's getting. He to, fell like, off a roof. After getting shot. Bro. A lot. Bro. A lot. Bro. That shoulder <laughs> that he landed on, whatever he landed on, it should be shattered into a thousand pieces. I mean, maybe in the fourth one he wakes up and he has to be in the hospital. Bionic arm. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, maybe that's where they take this. <laughs> He's the Winter Soldier. Part two. Yeah. Is he going to get a standalone? Uh, yeah, the series. The Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Oh, yeah, yeah, They yeah. said that it's basically like a movie split up into a nine And then parts. Loki... And then, well, Wanda. Scarlet Witch. Oh, no, not Scarlet Witch. Um, Wanda and Vision. Wanda Vision. Wait, they have their own one, too? It's going to, yeah, it's the Scarlet Witch and Vision. I was going to say that fucking, uh, what's her name? Romanovsky. Um, Black Widow. Black, that got yeah. delayed. Oh, really? Well, the that's movie. already all done filming, right? Yeah, they delayed it. That's going to come up before any of this. Wow, they got four more projects lined up. That's crazy. Well, the TV ones are the TV ones. And Disney, and Disney Plus. already at 22 movies or something. 23, maybe? Yeah. I'm kind of excited if they do sh- uh, Shang-Chi right. If they like actually do martial arts, like really invest in the martial arts I mean, aspect of that. They haven't missed yet. I can't uh, think of... Some of their early movies, like not so much early, but some of their fighting styles in the movies, you're, I'm not convinced. If you some, strictly sometimes. do a fighting style, but a lot of like the one-on-one fighting, um, like the elevator scene in Winter Soldier, Chris Evans, like that was a good, that was like believable fighting. Like for a yeah. comic book movie, or the uh, 
Iron Man versus Captain America and the Winter Soldier at the same time. Oh, yeah. Bucky, yeah, yeah. At that point. Yeah, that one was a good That's fight. That's a really too. good fight. Too. I think the more, I mean, obviously, the more successful they get, the budgets are bigger. So, like, the more training, plus, the, if you're the same character for all this time, your training just gets better. Like, uh, movie fighting training. So, they made uh, Black Widow and uh, the Archer fucking Marvel. Hawkeye. They made both of them too too athletic. Like they made them almost superhuman in Marvel. Yeah, for them having no um no power. Like them taking some hits that like stumble. Sending them into a wall at like twenty miles an hour, the wall cracks. Like right. they're like, Oh, that hurt. Like you're telling <laughs> like, me the like same death. the same villain that like hits like Captain America who is superhuman. superhuman and it stumbles him or flies him back and they hit the next character that it doesn't shatter their rib cage. <laughs> like <laughs> any bone they touch turns to dust. Basically. Yeah, it's insane. But we'll see. We'll see what Marvel does. I don't want to get too much into Marvel. We're already we're already over. So let me get into my saltiest here. I'll be quick. Then we'll do tries. My saltiest of the week, Dan Harmon. Why? Because it's the same controversy that came up for him like years ago, like resurfaced. It's basically he made a pitch for a comedy show, a very black comedy show called Daryl to Showtime. It was supposed it was gonna be one of those things that's on real late, like for adults obviously. And it and there was a very distasteful joke in it where he he it was him in the in the thing he sent him, like the pitch. And the video is he's like a therapist. At the end of the session, the guy he's talking to leaves and he's like voicing over it. And he said that he slipped the guy's sleeping pills and he like sneaks into the guy's baby's room and like motions like he takes off his pants and like then like that's the end of the pitch and obviously that's pretty fucked up and yeah. he this happened before um i only know this because it resurfaced this week and i was like wait this how long ago was this and there was controversy about this a while ago like years years ago um and uh he apologized for it then like a very not just i'm sorry like a very like a thought out apology and now it resurfaced and from cancel culture and there was like a push for them to cancel rick and morty because of it and i was like dude like please don't the dude's a black comedy writer watch the first four seasons of community there's very there's some very testy jokes in that series and you're gonna cancel them over this like i get it he said it was a bad thing. The show never got made. Air. Yeah, it didn't. Air. It was like it was like a. You can tell it was might have been a phone camera that filmed this sketch. Like just. Yeah, I want to see the video. I want to. Um, dive into this a little more. See what's. And up. Dan Harmon had color in his hair and not his full beard. You can tell it was from like probably like eight to ten years ago, or in that range, and. Uh, yeah, people were just uh, on shit for it. understandably. Like I understand how how that video could upset people, and I get the joke was distasteful. But, again, he apologized for it. Let's move on. And Rick and Morty's not going to be canceled. Adult Swim ordering 70 episodes <laughs> with a brand that, on merch alone, probably makes millions of dollars. They're, They're driven canceled. by merch. They don't make nothing off of fucking anything but commercials and merch. Right. So, I don't, th- I don't know if he responded to this, like, resurfacing of it. He probably didn't because he's like, I already buried the hatchet on this. Like, I don't need to make a public statement about it. But that's my saltiest. Did tries. I t- did I tell you my? S- yeah, the sagas. Did you have another one? No, I was gonna say, did I tell you my tries? No. Hmm. All right, you do yours then. Because <laughs> I can't remember mine. <laughs> tries. Our recommendations for the week. What? Uh, 
What was I going to say? I, I said it halfway through the episode. I'm <laughs> like, both, both like, I said it halfway through the episode. I was like, oh, that'll be my tries. I'll say that. I mean, I'm going to try to watch Blade Runner. <laughs> you should. <laughs> That's going to be Runner. your try to me, but to our audience. Uh, I don't remember. Mine wasn't a movie or a. F- oh, I know how yours was. Talk about the Amine album. Oh, yeah, Limbo. Um, Amine came out with uh, a new album. Uh, his third. Yeah, third. Um, I have his first two on vinyl. Um, third one looks like it should numbers wise hit or surpass the other two um considering the numbers on the first one were like not huge other than caroline caroline was obviously major the second one had at least four hits on it as far as like numbers go i I think that every fucking song on the second one and the first one are re-listenable to over and over again um and i'd put limbo in that category i uh I haven't listened to the album start to finish yet. I've listened to probably about half of it, and I like it a lot. I think I think they hit like on everything they put out. They pretty much give consistent quality. I mean, it's just him, just a guy. I mean, I well, it's his team. He produces his own beats. I don't know, but uh, yeah, he can't miss. From what I can tell, I I haven't seen anything where I've been like, this is shitty. Like not once. There's a song Campfire that's like a little hmm. but it on, almost on seems Limbo like it's or on a different album. Oh, way before. Oh, way okay. Before. Um, and, but he also does so much like comedy in his videos that it almost felt like that one was just meant to be comedic. So I don't really take it that one seriously. Which in is, terms like, of one song out of thirty-five is whatever. In terms of tonality, I think, I think he hit the nail on the head. Where like you have a lot of rappers that are like, they're all, they're talking about the lifestyle. They're talking about their lifestyle before rap or during rap or after rap, and it's like almost dark tone. But he's a very different tone than that. It's more like, che- I don't want to say cheery, but not as, like. I feel like he toes the line between dark. flexing and being like, even though I got all this now, how, like, three, four years ago, I was just, like, a dude chilling with my friends right. in the living room, smoking joints and and uh, ciphering and shit. And now look where he is. Yep. He had a whole, I think he had a different rap name before and, like, had a little... Like, not failed career, but, like, a little attempt at music before that didn't go super well. Like then he rebranded. Re- released some EPs in high school that didn't get huge and then rebranded as Amine and then dropped Caroline. And Ugh, it just exploded. It everywhere, bro. Yeah. That was everywhere. Yeah. I still enjoy that song when it comes on. Yeah. I, at one point, I got sick of it just because of how much it had been forced right. into my ears. Oh but my then it's right. still, it still holds up now. Yeah. Limbo. Amine. Um, what's your my tries? Oh yeah, this is what it was from earlier. You asked about like graphic uh, design and stuff. Um, for anybody who another podcast tip, there's a website out there. Actually, this is not just for podcasting. This is for anybody who's put wants to put out like let's call them grams, whether it's an audiogram or they're called pictograms or videograms. Um, you'll see them from the past assault. Um. Or my personal Twitter from time to time. I use I used to use this thing called Pod Video, but there's this website called Headliner.com that is way better. That they have an app, and I prefer actually the browser version. And you can go on there, um, and you can either search for a podcast through their own search engine, so you don't even have to have the raw file, or you can just upload your own audio, and then choose a picture to go with it. And then it uh, 
and you, they can even transcript the audio to text for you. And you promote it on your social media. You can add GIFs. You can add your own video. Um, you can trim the audio right from there. You can uh, select certain bits of s different segments. Um, whatever it is you're doing, like whether it's podcast audio or video audio, you can just put in a video um, and use it to promote. You can create like a graph, like a video graphic that is showing the text as it's being said. You can just do a video. You can do a poster um, with it. It's very easy to use. I use the free version because you get up to 10 of them a month. So that's two a week, which is actually pretty good for being a free version. Um, and they take care of all of it. You just drag and drop. So, yeah, if you're looking to promote things, uh, whether it's business or uh, podcast or video or whatever, headliner.com. Check it out. I've had no issues with it. It's fast. Nothing. No, no complaints. And, uh, yeah, that's my, that's my try. It's very business-oriented try. No thoughts on that, do you, John? No, not at all. I see. I've bored John. It's it's he's reached his <laughs> he's reached his max threshold for the day. So we're gonna close out. This has been <laughs> Pass Us All Podcast. Find us everywhere podcasts are listening to or on Twitter at PTS underscore podcast on one six. Um follow us, subscribe to us, reach out to us. We always like that. Get a haircut from John or barber lessons from John. That's all folks. We'll see ciao, you ciao. next time.